0: hey what's up fam it's your boy norm and i would like to welcome you to episode 74 of the evangelical norm <laughs> this is uh, this is by far going to be the hardest video that i've done the, the hardest podcast i've done i am apologize up front there'll be some sniffling, there will be some crying. Um, So, over the last four or five days, there's a video that has gone viral. uh, A tweet that was put out by, um, and I'm gonna, I'm going to butcher the name and i'm gonna find it again though um bear with me live live podcast here we go again um that's okay sorry i found the right page where it is um i've got to get to this the name so um I'm a butcher of this name, but the tweet was put out um, on the 9th by uh, Obionuju Ekeocha. I hope I got your name right, dear. I'm, uh, (laughs) yeah. So she posted this video. Says this is by far the creepiest pro-abortion ad I've ever seen. And she's right. She is absolutely right. In that, uh, that it's evil, it's vile, it's horrible. We'll just leave it at that. And so, between seeing this video and then watching the midweek episode of Cross Politic with, uh, excuse me, um, episode that had Timothy Brindle on it. No, I'm not gonna baptize my babies um until they can make a profession of faith in christ topic for another day um but chocolate knox's wife sharon shannon was on there i hope i got her name right um and they started talking about oprah winfrey and promoting this uh site and hashtag shout your abortion and the uh Um, the page for this, the Twitter handle, uh, their bio basically says abortion is normal. Our stories are ours to tell. This is not a debate. And so it's this encouraging of, of women who have had abortions to share their story and to, for whatever reason, um, that it's, it's good to get it out. I, I don't know. But I don't know if it was Gabe, Toby, somebody was mentioned and said we should take this hashtag as Christians who can shout shout our abortion in light of the gospel. And so that's and with, with what I'm gonna try to do today Um, we're gonna watch this video I'm gonna give my reaction to it and then I'm gonna tell my story Um, you know um, the other thing that that kind of solidified my decision to to make this episode was um just in the last couple of days my sister uh years ago 1986 i want to say so what is that 30 32 years ago um my sister had a little girl and gave her up for adoption and I mean, at the time abortion was legal. It was an option on the table. And my sister chose to give life to this, this girl and to give her to a home where she could be taken care of. And not that my sister couldn't have. I mean, my sister did a, a, an okay job with my nephew. <laughs> he's a good kid. Um, he's a good adult, he's not a kid. Um, they did a good job with Tony. Um, it just, it wasn't, she was, not in a place where she could have a baby at the time with my nephew so I mean but she gave up this daughter for adoption um, and in the last few days has been reunited with her daughter um, a couple years back the daughter that my mom gave up for adoption 55 years ago was reunited with our family You know, the amazing thing that can happen when they do all these companies that are doing DNA testing and um, My23 or whatever, you know, Ancestry, whatever it is, whatever the site or place company that you do, but they're able to, they're reuniting families. My sister did her DNA and and popped up with my aunt or somebody as a, a close relative that they were contacted my niece did hers and it popped up with my sister um, who had just had her DNA done as a first cousin but as her, it's actually her aunt so um, here's the thing is with abortion or with adoption abortion is is final you know uh, abortion is this permanent solution whereas now there's so many children that are able to be reunited with their birth uh, parents, their biological families, and and again, I know I'll hear the, the the statements that it's not always a good thing for some kids. It's a, they were removed for a reason, and and granted, yes, there are those, but I mean there are others, and and ultimately adoption is such a beautiful thing and it's such a beautiful picture of the gospel as well and I, I hope that I can I can do justice by wrapping this all together in that as I tell my story um, and then tell uh, again what what the gospel can do for that so um, there's our, our seven minute intro so I want to jump in and, and hit this video, so um, brace yourselves, um, I'm going to get some tissue um, to prepare myself, um, Yeah. here we go. just backed it all up to the beginning but i'm not going to show you the name of the company that that put this together Um, i don't want to give them any recognition other than they've already had. but i want to i just want to put this and let you look Man, I hope there are some pro-choice people who are willing to sit here and look into this baby's eyes. This, somebody allowed this child to be put into a video knowing that it was gonna be used to encourage others to kill their children. What kind of parent says, hey, let me put my baby in a video that encourages people to kill theirs. How do I let me put my baby in a video that says I stand with a company that an organization that murders over 300,000 of these babies a year. And you can use your semantics, you can use your words, you can say fetus, you can say whatever. At 16 days, this, this child had a heartbeat. 16 days in the womb was beginning to develop fingers and toes and hands and feet and eyes. A spinal column. From day one, this was a human child. No matter what you try to call it. How you explain it away. You know, and, and, and we use words like fetus to, to dehumanize. Back during slavery, they used vile terms. It's where the N word came from. To dehumanize. Those people who were said they were only three fifths of a person, and yet, and that, now they, they use the, the same kind of mentality to say this is not a person when they're in the womb. How many millions of, of pairs of eyes can parents no, no longer look into? because somebody decided to stand with Planned Parenthood and murder their child? How many mothers deal with depression because of the knowledge that they killed their baby? We don't hear many stories about the dads. I'm gonna share mine today. But we don't hear about the dads who suffer through This little girl is going to grow up. She was given life. And then she was used to say that not everybody should be given life. Understand that every child, yes, deserves to be loved. And I can tell you that every child is wanted. There are people out there who want these children, who want to adopt these children. But when they get to that line that says she deserves to be a choice, understand what Planned Parenthood means. That that word is a code word for murder. There's no way around it. That word choice is a code word for murder. They are saying that this little girl deserved. If simply the mom had decided. That this little girl deserved to be dead and that is evil and that is demonic. I pray for the parent who let this little girl be used in that. I pray that one day this little girl will grow up to be a pro-life woman and demand that this be removed. Ultimately, I pray that someone will look into the eyes of this little girl and choose not. To kill their child. <laughs> How evil do you have to be to use this beautiful baby to be the spokesmodel, so to speak, for murdering hundreds of thousands of babies a year? So, let's shout some abortion, and let's talk about it in in light of what Jesus can do. So, um, I graduated high school in 1991, and I had just gotten engaged to a young girl, and then I went to basic training, and I. Uh, went through basic training. There's, there's so much that goes into this. This story is so complex between Dear John letters and reuniting and, and so on. But I went home for leave in between AIT, where I was trained to be a medic in my first duty station, which was um, 67th combat or evac hospital in Würzburg, Germany. And for a few weeks in between, I had time to go home and be on leave and be with this girl. And I had sex with this girl and I got this girl pregnant. And I want to say it was sometime in April. Maybe it was March. uh, March or April, I get a well I have a very angry first sergeant coming to me because I've got a phone call from my fiance uh, back home Um, and that I don't know I I don't remember the whole situation behind it but I, I end up talking to her and finding out that she is pregnant at this point she's probably beginning of second trimester um, right at the end of the first, somewhere in there. Um, it was the very first week of January that we, we got together. I mean, I know the day that this child was conceived. Um, I can remember all the, the events getting up early, putting on my gym shoes and my sweats and running um, to this girl's house and uh, having sex and um, leaving again and going to pack my stuff to go to St. Louis to get on a plane to Germany. And then a couple months later, I get the news that she's pregnant. And of course, she's um, going to be thrown out of her house if her parents find out. Um, it was the most, the the worst thing that could ever happen. Was was this pregnancy, and so not having any idea of what, you know, I mean, I just I I, I bought into to the lie that it wasn't real. I I don't know. Maybe being thousands of miles away, but I I sat down and I wrote a check for $150 and put it in the mail. And paid for my baby to be killed. Now, granted, I had no... And I think it's what makes it even worse is... I had no second thoughts about it. It didn't affect me any more than... A overrun phone bill because I got drunk and made too many phone calls, which happened. Um and it would that was that was the extent of the inconvenience to me and i think that's what makes it all the harder because i i I never thought about my child i never thought about anything i just wanted her to be happy i'm not gonna say her name i wanted her to be happy and i wanted her to be okay and not to be kicked out of her house and not and so I wrote the check. And to be 100% honest, I didn't think about it again for 20 or 10, 10 years or more. I don't remember what year exactly it was. I, I'm 2001, somewhere between 2001 and 2004. Um, I don't know if I had taken over as a senior pastor of the vineyard yet. Um, I do know I was leading a house church or a small group Our Gen X group was meeting and there was a young girl that, uh, in the group that had found out she was pregnant. And as a group, we sat and we talked about options and she, of course, her initial was option was wanting to abort she was a a new believer and so her first thoughts were were abortion and the rest of us um, kind of sat and tried to talk out you know this is what life looks like and this is what options are and, and it was somewhere in that conversation that I that that I was finally convicted of what I had done. And, I, and it, I, I suddenly realized the irony in the fact that here I was trying to um, dissuade this young girl from killing her child. And I never once expressed remorse over paying to have my own killed. So, in that moment of realization and repentance and the knowledge that, I mean, it was, it was absolutely clear to me that I had, I had written a death warrant. I had signed a check that was essentially the death warrant for my child. I had committed murder. And it's funny because as I shared the gospel at the time, it was the beginning of my my feel of being called to evangelism. And so I would share the gospel. I would go into the jails and I would share the gospel with these guys. And I would tell them, I, was, I would say, as I talked about our need for a savior and, and our depravity and our sin, I would say, I have broken every commandment except for murder. And not, I mean, obviously, and I would say that I've physically broken every commandment. I mean, we know we can get off into the weeds about, it's not weeds. It's a fact that Jesus says, if you look at a woman to commit uh, with lust in your heart, you've committed adultery in your heart. And if you're angry with your brother without reason, you've committed murder in your heart. So yeah, I had, in my heart, I had committed all these things, but I used to say that... Aside from the physical act of murder, I had, I had broken every other commandment. So, And then it, it hit me with the realization that, that I committed murder as well. Literally, physically, I paid to have someone end the life of my child. But here's the glorious thing, that Jesus paid for that sin, that sin too, that I had carried with me without repentance, without remorse for years, at the moment of my salvation, at the moment that I had repented and put my trust in Christ, that sin was paid for. Jesus took upon him; he became. The Bible tells us he who knew no sin became sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God. And at that moment, of my salvation, Jesus became the portion that I committed, that I paid for the murder that I was accomplice to. And here's what I will I so hope that there are people who watch this video and will, will understand that if you will just turn to Christ if you will repent of your sin, acknowledge that that abortion is murder, acknowledge that yes, you murdered your child, you let somebody, you paid for somebody, you went and had a doctor commit murder inside of your body. But if you will repent of that sin, I mean, you may feel guilt for it now. We know all the studies and studies, I hate studies, but they're there and we know how many How many women deal with with depression after uh, an abortion? We know how there are men that deal with depression after abortion. There's guilt and there's shame and there's, uh, you know, which leads to all kinds of other things. But Jesus says, come, repent and put your trust in me and the, the work that I did on your behalf on the cross, my body that was broken, my blood that was shed my murder happened so that you can be forgiven of the murder you committed. And here's the here's the amazing glorious thing about that as I've talked about, How my mom was reunited with her daughter, who she gave up for adoption. My sister has just been reunited with her daughter, that she gave up for adoption. And I won't, I won't experience this side of heaven. But I know. And you can know. And I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know the, the gender of the child that was aborted. That I, my child that was aborted. But I've always, always imagined her as a girl. And when I get to heaven and I see her, if it's a boy, I'm gonna have to apologize. I named her. And this. Is the, In my mind, I've called her Erica. And I'm going to see her for him. One day, there is going to be a glorious reuniting. Because Jesus has guaranteed my salvation and my eternity with him. And I know that that's where my child is right now, is with him. I had a great niece that drowned a few years back. And I just, I remember the the day that I came home after we after we buried her and I just had this vivid thought in my head that and it was of Emily walking up to my daughter or my son, my child in heaven when she got there and said, let me tell you about your dad. So you may be out there right now if you're watching this and you may have had an abortion and you may have, you may have killed your child. But I'm here to tell you right now, I'm living proof that Jesus can forgive you and wants to and will if you will repent and you will put your trust in him. If you will understand the fact that you need a Savior, there's nothing you can do to make up for the sin that you've committed except for to turn and trust Christ. Repent. Put your trust in him. And when when you do that, when he saves you, he says you will have this reunion as well. Jesus adopts us. It's what the gospel is is it says that that by him we are given the ability to, to cry out abba Father we are given the ability to be be called children of God sons and daughters of God we are adopted my daughter was adopted or son and I am going to be reunited with them one day And, I, you know, and I, I say it in a way that it's like this ethereal thing that's going to happen. It's in heaven. It's not physical. It's not. It will be. It will be so much more real. It'll be so perfect. And I want that for you. So for those of you who have shouted your abortion with no remorse, I beg you, recognize what it is that you really did. Repent of your sin and turn to the savior who can save you, who will forgive you, who loves you and ultimately when we step into that that eternity with him he will reunite you with your child and it will be a glorious reuniting there will not be any hard feelings there will not be any anger there will not be any grudge there will just be love but it has to start with repentance there is no salvation without repentance but it's there. It is available. And I want you to have it. Thank you for enduring this with me. And as always, Preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. <sighs> and until next week. Dale Gloria.